0: Are you tired of playing the same old games over and over again? Are you looking to spice up your game night with creative new ideas? Look no further because we're here to add some excitement back into your game nights. We'll even show you how to take your love of games outside the confines of the living room.
1: We're your hosts Lauren and Greg and Friday is game night. Happy Friday, everybody. In this episode, we'll talk about games that are commonly played wrong. We'll pull down a recent addition to our shelf for our shelfie. And we do an adult-themed virtual escape room in our escape room report.
0: Happy New Year, everybody.
1: (laughs) It is a new year. New year, new episode.
0: New possibilities for something better.
1: Yes. So what are you bringing to game night this week?
0: It's not so much what I'm bringing to game night, but what I brought Mm -hmm. over the holidays. Mm -hmm. Um, We got a chance to play the Harry Potter Battle for Hogwarts with your mom. Uh Uh-huh. And that game many people have complained that it's very difficult as the years go on because it's a deck builder and you always have to reset back to zero. Yeah. And I've argued, well, you're going to school. You don't forget everything you've learned since kindergarten once you start the sixth grade. Yeah. You know, so like there should be some things kept over. So what I brought was a new house rule to that game where at the end of each year you can keep so many cards that you have personally drafted. This uh-huh. is an idea I got off of Board Game Geek forums, where mm-hmm. somebody said that you can just, like, purchase cards that are in the little marketplace there. But I said, well, but you should really keep the things that you personally learned that year. I'm yeah. not going to be like, oh, I learned about George Washington last year, but when I start third grade, oh, suddenly I know about, you know, um, uh, Nelson Mandela. Like no, that's not gonna happen. Yeah,
1: and I mean, there's a limit to it. We set they have to be um, worth less than four. Yeah. So because I don't, like... you want overpowered stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like you can keep Dumbledore constantly every time. <laughs> can you imagine? Yeah.
0: By the way, Dumbledore never shows up until the I end know. of the game. F ever. And then we can never get him out. I think only once we actually got a chance to play him once, yeah. and then the game was over. Mm-hmm. He's a great card, but man, we just had the worst luck getting him out on time. Yep.
1: Yeah, and I think it makes the game a lot more enjoyable to make it. I mean, it's not to say that it isn't still hard. We still lost a round, yeah. when, even with doing this. But it definitely makes the game a little bit more pleasant where you're not constantly just, like, hitting a wall.
0: Well, plus also the game in its box has little things to say, here is Hermione's cards. Mm-hmm. So I could keep track of, like, okay, because I was playing Hermione, here's my deck, and here's the other cards I kept with me. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, the only limitation we had was... You can only keep things that are value four or below, and depending upon what year you have, you keep so many cards. So, yeah. like if you're year five, you get to keep like three cards. It's pretty mm-hmm. much like X for the number of the year that you are minus two, yeah, something like that. You know. So, um, but yeah, I brought that, and it seemed to go pretty well for us. Maybe it made the game a bit easier than it should have been. But let's face it, some of those combinations of villains that can come out near the end when you're doing three at mm-hmm. once are really brutal.
1: Yeah, for sure. So I'm bringing uh, a bit of a pared down game shelf for a while.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, We had to kind of go through our games and make a choice of what could fit into a duffel bag because we're currently uh, in the process of moving and living somewhere temporarily. So we knew we couldn't bring all of our games, so we had to kind of choose what we thought we would want to play during these next two months that we are over here. Right. Um, and also because we are staying with my parents, games that my, my dad doesn't like to play games, but my mom's usually up for a board game with us. So we had to bring stuff that we thought, oh, well, she'll like this, or this was something we she hasn't played before and we want to introduce her to, like the Harry Potter games.
0: And when I held up my James Bond legendary slowly, you were like, no, and I was
1: like, oh. <laughs> but what was interesting is she had never played a, um, a card game drafting game before like yeah. that
0: and that was a fun um, new experience for her yes. yeah
1: or a deck builder i should say and um it was interesting because she played ron and she she quite quickly picked up on the just have tons of allies and she was really uh whooping butt on that game yeah pretty <laughs> much all
0: the cards that she kept over my role were allies yeah and like apologies potion or two so she'd yeah. be like and i double him you know <laughs> i'll tell you what one of the cards that i always underestimated but really is important is mm-hmm. hagrid because yeah. she kept Hagrid every single game because he heals everybody yeah. and lets you hit track for once. And he's in game one, of course. Mm-hmm. So he's super useful. I should carry him forward.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, kind of speaking on house rules, um, we wanted to talk about games that are commonly played um, incorrectly. And part of that has to do with house rules. Mm-hmm. So let's get on to our main topic.
0: Well, sometimes it's not even house rules. It's just people misinterpret how the rules read. You know, it's yeah. like, to, my, to me, there's a difference here. There's, I made up this rule because I think the game is lacking in some way.
1: Uh-huh. Like, for
0: example, one of the, the new game that we did get that's on our Instagram is Burger App. Yes. Where you actually said like, uh, it says you're supposed to start with two coins at the beginning, I feel like we need more. And we started with like three or four and that felt better to us.
1: Yeah, but then we also realized we were misreading the rules and if you played the game correctly, it was a lot better.
0: Yeah, because we also then misread the rules of, oh, you can discard cards that you don't want at the end of your turn. Yeah, so that's the that, difference there as mm-hmm. I made this choice versus I didn't realize. Yeah,
1: but I think so, okay, so right away, let's get into one of the games that has historically played wrong Mm -hmm. by a lot of people is monopoly yeah and part of that has to do with because this game's been around for so long different families have interpreted the rules different or have instituted house rules and it's gotten kind of passed down along the generations Mm -hmm. and it's become very muddled so you know someone who thinks they really know monopoly pulls it off and they don't realize that when they were taught monopoly they were taught wrong right so you know a lot of times it's just people if they actually went and looked at the rules they would find out that they're playing things wrong. A common one, which I didn't know, is that when you land on a, um, when you land on a spot where there's something to buy,
0: mm-hmm.
1: if you don't have the money or you decide you don't want to buy it for whatever reason, say Park Place or whatever it is, um, that then goes up to auction and all the other players can bid Oh, it. I never knew that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We always thought it was only the person who lands on it can buy
0: it. That's way different because now, like, if you don't want it, you put up for grabs for anybody else.
1: Yeah, and also, like, it goes up for auction, right? So maybe two people want it. Well, okay, which one's willing to... Yeah, you have a bidding war. Um, And because it can go up to anyone, you're no longer dependent on, I really need this piece. Like, I have maybe the other two and I want the whole set. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But I keep I don't land on it I don't land on it I don't land on it and that's when I read one of the reasons people complain that Monopoly goes on forever by not by playing it the correct way that greatly reduces your game.
0: Yeah, because you don't have to hit that magical combination of numbers to get that last piece. Yeah, interesting.
1: Um, Some other ones I saw that I don't I don't think I ever played it this way. But one was um, sometimes if people landed on Go. They would get extra money, which isn't a thing. I thought that
0: was the thing. I thought if you hit go or pass it.
1: If you pass it, you get paid $200 as like your allowance or your your yeah. your um, paycheck or something. But some people had a rule where like if you actually landed on it, you got something extra. You doubled oh, it or something. Oh, I never
0: heard that before. Yeah, me, I've strange.
1: never heard that either. And then um, some people, I guess, have the rule where if you're in jail, you can't collect any of your rents or anything like that, and that's not a thing. Um, also, I guess some people have like bonuses for landing on free parking, and that's not a thing. It's
0: so interesting how these rules can spread mm-hmm. like that. You know? Yeah. Like, can you imagine you're like raised since a little kid? Like, I played this way, then you go to like, oh, this Monopoly tournament in Vegas. Well, I'm gonna go and like totally dominate. And you get there, like, what? What do you mean I can't do that? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, yeah. Because like, I guess on the the box it's you know printed which. Granted, we always say the what's printed on the box is always not definitely accurate. Mm-hmm. But it's supposed to take between 60 and 90 minutes. And people no, way. Are like, no way. It takes hours and hours. Well, if you actually play it the correct Some way. Some of those take days. Even. Well, if you actually play it the correct way, it probably would take closer to 90 minutes or something like that.
0: I've never seen a Monopoly game take less than three hours. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah,
1: but have you ever played it the correct way? Probably not. But... Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that would be a miracle to see, though. <laughs> Um, one of mine, uh, which we've called the new monopoly is ticket to ride. Mm-hmm. There's lots of ways that people I've heard and even seen myself play wrong. Yeah. Uh, one example is with the double routes On some routes, like for example, in the American map, I think it's between New York and Boston. Mm-hmm. There's like a green and a red route that yeah. you can claim. Some people think that no matter the number of players, they both open. Oh, no. no you have to be playing with, I think mm-hmm. four or more players for both those routes to be open. If it's three or less, then once one person claims one route, they're both locked up. I even read online that some people think that in order for you to claim that one route, you have to put down both tracks worth of cards. Oh, that's so interesting. So if there's a three green and a three red, I would uh, have to put down six cards. That would hurt. Three red and three green to claim that one route. Uh-huh. Ouch. Yeah. You know.
1: <laughs> that's that's definitely not, not the rule. Right. <laughs> like, you can play it that way if you want, but know that that's not the rule. Um...
0: <clears throat> Another one that I did see uh, in person with some friends that I played Take a Drive with a couple times years ago was they were both pulling cards and playing trains on the same turn. Oh. hmm. You know, so like you could draw your cards and then be like, oh, great. I got that pink that I needed and now I'm going to get this round." Which, like, of course, makes the game go a lot quicker. True. But also, like, takes away the strategy of, like, oh, should I play now, or should I risk pulling more? Yeah. Because or, that's kind of the gamble.
1: Or, you know, there, there's some colors that I need, but I could play right now. Which do I do, you know?
0: But I need that blue. I haven't seen blue in forever, yeah. but if I don't take it, Steve might pick it up instead, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and then the other one that I saw for Ticket right specifically was um, with the gray routes. You know, you have those uh-huh. gray routes that can be any color, but the thing is, the rules say... You can pick what color the grave route's going to be, but then all the numbers on that route have to be the same mm-hmm. color. So if I wanted to be red, I have to put down four reds for that route. Yeah. Some people have been playing it where every single one is a wild card.
1: I think the first time we played it we made that mistake too. Yeah. And then we we learned better. We're like,
0: okay, I have a blue, two oranges and a and a yellow. Is yeah. that cool? Sure, you know?
1: Yeah. Um, The good good thing, I mean, Ticket to Ride, obviously, there's there's lots of how-to plays out there, but um, the app also keeps you very honest because you can't, you know, if you play with the app.
0: That was one thing that we have that's um, different, too, is that we have the house rule that if the little five open spaces, if there's, like, three of the same color, we wipe it out because it's too it's too homogeneous and we're like we want some variety. Yeah,
1: that. well that that I don't know that that's a house rule that one. That rule changes depending on which ticket to ride you're you're playing. Oh,
0: does it? Yeah, okay, because that is a rule in some I of them. played the app and it doesn't do that unless there's three wild cards.
1: It, like I said I think it de- yeah, I know for sure if there's three wild. But I I would have to look at the rules again, but I think it depends on which one
0: you're So playing. see even I might be playing that wrong. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not an expert, just a lover of games. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Um, one that I heard that I thought was, I I can't remember because it's been so long since I've played it, in Clue, one of the ones that I've heard before, and it's been so long since I've played Clue, so I don't necessarily remember how we used to play it, but a lot of people think that you have to be on the site of the murder in order to say I think it was here with this by this person. Oh, you mean like
0: if you think it's in the kitchen you have to be in the kitchen. Yeah.
1: A lot of people I guess play it that way. And that's 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 not that's not a rule and people just they think that they've played it that you know, when they were taught, they were taught to play it that way, and so it's mm-hmm. been kind of another rule that's been passed down the generations that that's not actually the rule. You can be anywhere and you can make a claim at any time.
0: Well, that's a little bit different because I actually knew it differently. Mm-hmm. My house rule or the way I was taught that's incorrect was, you know, how they have that stair section in the middle of the board. Yeah, you have to be at the bottom of the stairs.
1: Oh, I've definitely never heard that. Uh, one. No,
0: yeah, I was raised that when you think you know who it is, you have to go to the bottom of the stairs because you're like playing per- on the states proclaiming i know who's done it you know and also that was you like for sure saying like this is my final game because if i'm maybe i'm not doing this game correctly either but at least the way i was raised is once you say like for sure it's professor Plum with the candlestick and the billiard room like if you look and any one of those is wrong you're out of the game Yeah, I I, think that's how it goes. But I don't
1: remember that. But definitely, you don't have to be on the. In
0: order to like officially look in the thing, because we kept the we kept the envelope on the stairs. Yeah, you do keep it there. So our role was you have to get to the envelope. Yeah, no, you can do it it. anywhere. Yeah, so that's interesting though. Mm -hmm. Um, One of mine this this actually caused a couple fights (laughs) between me (laughs) and friends before Uh about like how to play this or not. Is the game Munchkin, Mm -hmm. and in the original. Like, fantasy d version of Munchkin, there's this one item that causes so much grief between me and my friends. It was called the Knee Pads of Allure. And there are this piece of equipment you can put on that's essentially, like, this girl's wearing, like, these, like, just leather knee pads, and she's, like, kind of, like, coyly, like, you know, pointing her finger at a boy, like, come here, you know? Mm-hmm. And it says, you can force any other player to help you. Mm. And they cannot ask for anything in return. Uh-huh. And considering that this game, like, you can do team-ups to fight a monster, but, like, you... A big part of the game is, like, negotiating, okay, what's well, it's worth five treasures. How many am I getting out of this? Because I'm not going to get a level, right? So we used to play that. The knee pads of Allure always work. Even for the winning level. Oh. So, like, if I'm about to win, I can say, hey, Lauren, guess who's helping me win the game? And there's nothing that you could do to prevent that. Mm-hmm. Like, you could technically throw down cards to make you lose the fight. Which then also hurts me. But actually, I've seen many different forms stress the fact that it's kind of like chess with the king Mm -hmm. where if it comes down to this is the end of the game all bets are off you can do whatever you want to prevent this from happening Mm -hmm. so the knee pads of allure do not work for a a final winning fight Mm -hmm. which i thought was interesting because Uh like i've had many arguments it does not say that on the card and and all (laughs) everyone's like you can't make me make you win the game it's like yes i sure can (laughs) so come over here big boy you know (laughs) Uh, One of the other ones that I did have that um, also was one that I, uh, well, not so much confrontations with friends, but we just felt that something was wrong, was Pandemic. Mm -hmm. When we first got it, I remember very specifically one of my friends, Kevin, we were playing it together. And we're like, wow, everyone says this game's hard, but it's super easy. Like, we've won every round, like, hands down. Why is that? That's
1: usually a good sign. If something's way too easy, that's a good sign that you're doing something wrong.
0: Yeah. And what we were doing wrong is like, oh, if no disease comes out then, like, it's just automatically eradicated, right? Like, or if we can wipe a disease off the board, then it's eradicated, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, we weren't finding the cures for the thing. We were just saying, oh, it doesn't exist. Like, the blue one is just gone. So, hey, we can flip that over. We're done with it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, like, maybe yellow or black would get, like, rampant. But, like, oh, blue's not a problem. Mm-hmm. And we were like, wow, this game's, like, not that difficult at all. But then all of a sudden when we realize, oh, you have to find the cure, and then you can call it eradicated once it's removed. Big difference. <laughs> and especially for any of you who've ever played any of the legendary games, big difference. Yeah, for sure. So if a game, I think that's a good like tip. Yeah, if the game feels like it's too easy when it's supposed to be hard, you're probably doing something wrong.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know um, I saw when we were doing research for this episode, someone saying that they've played um, Forbidden Island a bunch with their kid. And that they win that's every a hard time. Game, yeah. And someone was like, yeah, if it's that easy, like that game should be pretty hard. So if it's that easy, you're probably doing either that wrong. or
0: your kid's wicked smart because that's like a Mensa game. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I think, you know, house rules are good. It's just it's interesting how some of these, especially these older games that have been around forever, mm-hmm. how over the years, like how to actually play them has kind of been lost and people don't bother to read the rule book because they're like, oh, of course I know how to play Monopoly. Yeah. You know,
0: I actually have one more. To throw on, that's not even a board game. Leapfrog. Do you know the proper way way to play Leapfrog? So, Leapfrog, for those of you who don't remember, is one person, like, squats down on the the ground like a little frog. Another person, like, puts their hands on the back and kind of, like, leaps over them like a frog, you know? And then you just keep doing that over and over again. Well, Leapfrog is kind of like that um, hands on the pole where, like, you want to be the person who's on top. Where you're supposed to draw a finish line for Leapfrog. Like, okay, we're going to this tree or we're going to the end of the sidewalk. And you want to be the last frog before someone goes over. Oh. So you want to make sure that you go right up to the line, but don't quite. So there's actually strategy that's supposed to go along with Leapfrog for, like, do I, like, really bound over Jamie when I do this? Or do I, like, just barely clear his head, you know?
1: <laughs> that's weird. I didn't I didn't know Leapfrog was technically a game. I thought it was just... Uh, just
0: an activity? Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it's a game with actual rules that, like, nobody remembers anymore. <laughs> yeah. So, like, it's supposed to be kind of like a pressing your luck, and then, mm-hmm. like trying to skirt up just to the edge and then stop and then like oh no he oh he barely cleared that but he's on the sidewalk still (laughs) so yeah so there's another one that's actually fun don't need a board you could go play for free outside right now
1: (laughs) i did hear um there's also a mid now i don't remember because i haven't played uno in years but apparently there's a card that's like take four Mm -hmm. that you can put down but apparently you can only put it down if you literally can't do anything else
0: Really, and a lot mm. of
1: people will use that as like a take that card when they don't have when they do have other options. Right, and apparently you can um, you can challenge it, and if you challenge it, and the person does have other cards that they could have put down instead, they have to take four.
0: Mm. So it's kind of like a bluffing rule. Mm-hmm. Interesting, I like that. Yeah. I don't think I've played Uno in like over a decade.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I don't even remember like. Like, I know the I don't basic premise. I not remember how to play it. <laughs>
0: Lord help me remember how it actually got. I know, anyway. right? <laughs> That's just kind of one of those ones that passed me by. I think it wasn't in my family.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's, I think there's something to be said if, you know, although house rules can be great and they can help make games more fun. Also, if you ever feel like something's wrong with the game you're playing, check the rules again because there's a good chance maybe you're playing it wrong. And if the rules don't make sense, some of us aren't good at reading rule books. Um, go out there. There's going to be a how to play video.
0: Yeah. I think that rule books should come with a glossary at the end, Mm -hmm. honestly, because so many times like you will be like, I know it's in here somewhere. Even if you swear that you've seen the rule, but like, where was it in this book? And some of the more complex games can have like 20 pages worth of rules.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Like one that I'm kind of obsessed with recently is fortune and glory by Mm -hmm. flying frog productions. But like that thing is like, its own little like mini novel to read for like the rules but thankfully in latest editions they put out like flow charts for like if this then that then this then that for yeah. like your actual turn and if you don't have that and if you haven't been playing it for years you would be lost mm-hmm. so i think i and i always have the hack of for the rules that i have trouble remembering get a piece of paper write it down put it on top of the box when you close yeah
1: it. a lot of our boxes if you open them up there'll be a little note in there with like a cheat sheet
0: p.s this is this or yeah. that is that you know Tape it to the the top of the inside of the box, you know, except for Isle of Cats, because Isle of Cats, that's where your cat sits. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) For those of you who haven't seen that, go look up a picture for Inside Box Isle of Cats. Yeah. You'll see what I mean.
1: (laughs) Well, let's move on to our shelfie. (laughs) <laughs> so for kind of um, keeping with the theme of rules, mm-hmm. um, we just recently got a new game to add to our shelf. And it was kind of the only game we sort of asked for for Christmas. Um, and it was a game that we played at the um, Dice Tower West Conference mm-hmm. this year, which is amazing to think that we were able to just do that before, this year. Just
0: when, before, when there was just some strange new Asian virus. Yeah, you know. it was
1: just some strange coronavirus that people were talking about, but it wasn't really a thing yet. It
0: hadn't come over yet, Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, so this was a game, it's called uh, burger up. It's like a card game, essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's a very simple premise. You are building hamburgers and you've got different orders that you're trying to be the first one to fill. Yeah. Um, of, you know, it could be something simple, like, you know, you have to build a, um, a hamburger that has at least 10 ingredients. But it needs to have at least three meat patties, or it needs to have two different kinds of cheese, or, you know, there's all these different rules and different sizes mm-hmm. um, and combinations. So, it, like, like I said, I, at its surface, it sounds really easy, but it's actually a very challenging game.
0: It is. It's challenging because, first of all, no matter what, how many players are playing, it goes from two to four players. Mm-hmm. I hope there's an expansion that increases it and gives us more burger options because it's really fun. But um, no matter what, there's always going to be three burger tops that you're Mm -hmm. looking for. And the tops, which is like the top button, that determines what needs to be in that hamburger. Yeah. So for example, you have the Hawaiian Sunrise, which says that somewhere in there, you have to have a fried egg and you have to have a slice of pineapple. Yeah. And usually they specify size. Now in this game, they do quantify sizes as being like gourmet, which is four to six ingredients, a tower that's like seven to nine different ingredients. And the Colossal is like 10 or more. Yeah. So you have to hit like a certain category minimum, right? Mm -hmm. Some of them do have a maximum. Like I think the kids' cheeseburger.
1: It can only be like... Uh, the smallest size. Yeah, it can only
0: be like one to three ingredients because yeah. it's a it's for a little kid. Yeah, kitchen.
1: and same with there's a breakfast one that can only be a certain size because you know it's just meant for breakfast, so it's supposed to be small. Right.
0: So I like that. I wish there was more of that that limited the number yeah. of ingredients. I well, feel like they needed a couple more of those.
1: Yeah, and the the thing with it is, so usually you know it'll say something like tower or gourmet or larger. And while that that may seem like, oh, well, I can just keep going and build as large as I want, because you do get more points for the larger burgers. You do. Um, At the same time, you don't always want to do that because you want to make sure you claim that before someone else does. Because that's the
0: problem. You can be building your vegetarian uh, delight burger, and then all of a sudden, I claim it right from under you. Because maybe you were pushing for the, oh, I want to get 10 or more ingredients so I can Mm get $10 and just like really dominate this game but I'm like I have the minimum of five I'm just going to claim it now Uh and then you have this huge thing that what are you going to do with yeah
1: that it's that's definitely another challenging part is if someone claims one of them then another topper comes out and so you could easily get into a situation where you've been building towards say the you know the meatosaurus which is like the the burger that has all meat no no salad they call it um, and all these veggie ones could come out, and now you're kind of screwed because you have this burger that was already going towards um, a meat, you know, carnivore kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, and then
0: that one says you can't have any salad. And yeah, you're like,
1: oh. yeah, exactly. So you can easily get stuck. Um, the thing that we were doing wrong. So in the beginning, you only start out with you, 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 you get money in this game, and mm. that's also how you score at the end is how much money you have. Um, And you can also use the money to buy ingredients from um, a list of ingredients that is always, like, on the shelf.
0: Right. We should specify, too, real quick how the ingredients work. Mm -hmm. Do you want to explain how Mm -hmm. those cards work? So the ingredient cards, and this is genius, Uh is they're two-sided, where it is... You have one ingredient on the bottom half of the card and one ingredient on the top half of the card. And so you can rotate them any way that you want. Yeah. So one card might have Swiss cheese and lettuce. Yeah. Or it could be like roasted bell pepper and a beef patty, things like that. And so you can decide which one you're putting on your hamburger. But whichever one you put on the hamburger, the one that you didn't use then dictates what the next ingredient must be. Yeah. So for example, if you do lettuce in the beef patty card, right? Uh huh. Let's say you put lettuce down because you're doing the vegetarian thing that little symbol for the beef patty and the way it's, it's kind of hard to des- describe how it's designed, but it's almost like an S shape through uh-huh. the thing. So that way that little symbol for the protein, the meat one yeah. is just still visible. When you put the next card down that says you have to put down a protein mm-hmm. next in order for this to line up.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we not only do you have to be strategic about what you're putting down, but also what's being dictated as your next card. Um, because, you know, if you put something down that says it's a, you know, like you, like your example, lettuce, and then it's saying, okay, but your next ingredient has to be a protein. Mm-hmm. You have to make sure, well, if I'm doing a veggie burger, I can't put down just any protein I want. I have to wait until that veggie patty comes up.
0: Right. So or, it can really box you in. Yeah.
1: Or there are a couple of cards in the deck that are buns and they're called middle buns. And that can kind of essentially clean the slate and mm-hmm. so then you can start putting down whatever whatever you want for the next card. Yeah, because they
0: act as a wild card. Yeah.
1: The only thing is what one of the things we didn't realize is buns don't count towards your end score. Once again we were playing incorrectly. Which we were playing incorrectly originally. Yeah. So if you say, Oh, I have ten ingredients, I have a colossal, but you used a middle bun, you can't count that towards your colossal. Like you have to have another ingredient to right. like override that. Um but like so you start out with, you get two coins to start with, and you get a hand of four. And then, as I said, there's always three cards to choose from that mm-hmm. you can buy. Um, and you put down cards. But um, what we were finding in the beginning is, you know, you would use your two coins really quick to buy something. Because, Very you know, Oh, I see something I need. I see something I need, or that will work for me. But then you would very quickly get stuck kind yeah. of Because where so there is will do.
0: specify specific ingredients yeah like that hawaiian one you have to have pineapple if you don't have it, it i don't care what else is in there yeah so the second pineapple shows up i'm buying it
1: yeah and then what happens is then you're kind of at the mercy of i have no money to buy so i'm completely at the mercy of what i can pick up but if mm. i can't put anything down i can't pick up anything so we kept we were like well I just keep getting stuck where I can't even get started. And then we realized we were playing it wrong because um, when you put down ingredients, at the end of your turn, you always draw back up to four. Right. Well, what we didn't realize is at that, at that step of the game or okay. your turn... You can also um, just discard any cards in your hand that you don't want anymore. And then that way you can pick up even more cards. And that right there made a whole host of difference. Really? Because we kept getting stuck with stuff that we couldn't use, but then that would prevent us from picking up new stuff. And by being able to just get rid of it, we got through cards faster and were able to get to the stuff we did want.
0: And I should say, we played two out of three games uh, just last night. I Mm -hmm. won the first two. Lauren won the last one. The last one is where we were playing things correctly. Uh, yeah. So, um, and like that's on me because in our house, I'm the rules guy, you are as the they rules call guy. them. I'm the one who learns the game uh-huh. and plays it. And this game actually does a good job of like giving you the summary because they actually yeah. have a little card. What I like about this game also is that they have all the cards the same size. It's a nice little like kind of one and a half yeah. inch square mm-hmm. square Even cards. if they're
1: they're different kinds of cards, like. The top bun versus the ingredients—they're all the same size. But
0: like, also the backs of them are pretty cool because it's like different parts of like a hamburger wrapper. Yeah. So like that's—it's <laughs> it's very well themed, I have to say too. Yeah. You know. And um, along with the cards, you do have this double-sided card. One side shows you, okay, for this size of hamburger, you give this many points. For that size of hamburger, you get that many points, right? But then on the back side, it has a quick summary of the round. It says, okay, you have this face, uh-huh. this face, this face. And honestly, it was a hundred percent my fault that I didn't see at the bottom where it says cleanup, oh you can discard yeah. and then draw back up to four. So it was right there. Uh-huh. I just didn't see it. But
1: I mean, right there, like this kind of proves our point low, is we started like, well, let's institute a house rule where you get four coins instead of two, because that will help. And we really didn't need to do that because if you by the act of discarding, it's what really gets the yeah. game going. And that's why like it felt like it felt broken and we felt like we started to need house rules to make it more enjoyable. And really it was just, we weren't playing it right. Right. So if you ever really feel, I mean, sometimes games are just badly done, but this game is actually very well balanced. Mm -hmm. It was just because we were missing a crucial step. It felt like something was wrong.
0: Yeah, exactly. So um, one more thing I want to talk about real Uh quick um, is the spatula mechanic, Mm -hmm. which is so great. So you do have this little card that's a clean spatula mm-hmm. in front of you. And how that works is at any point you can use that to cut into your hamburger stack at one point and lift everything from there up. Yeah. And you can either transfer it to the other hamburger or you can throw it away. Mm-hmm. And considering the fact that like if I've been building like this meat carnivore like sandwich and all of a sudden like it's, oh, all everything out there is vegan or vegetarian. Yeah. Well, that's going to do me nothing now. So what's great is that I can choose to like put that on the other hamburger. Like if like below a certain point, it's still valid. Uh Or I can just toss it away. And start over. And start over. And then what happens is you flip your spatula to the dirty side. You can Mm -hmm. use it one more time and then it's gone. So you do have two kind of, like, mulligan do-over. Yeah. Let me just scrap this part or rearrange this part. Yeah,
1: and, it, of course, it's worth more points if you keep it clean. Mm-hmm. So there's also kind of that motivation to be like, oh, no, I'm not going to use it, you know?
0: Right, and the more you play, the less you'll need it. Uh huh. Like, we haven't really used it in the past few yeah. games because we've been pretty good. But it is nice to have that kind of get-out-of-jail-free card in case you get totally backed into a corner.
1: yeah, yeah. I would say, I mean, it it is a really, like we said, it's really fun. It it seems really simplistic, but then, like, it can get the, the strategy behind, like, mm-hmm. which ingredients to put down and which one to go for and when to claim it. Like, it can get, it is surprisingly hard. Like, I believe the game, it, even though it seems simple that a kid could play it, it actually recommends, I think, like, 13 and up or something. Something like that, yeah. Um, because of the strategy behind it and how hard it can get for a kid, not understanding, you know, well, but I want to put a lettuce down or, Mm -hmm. you know. (laughs) Also,
0: when you first start to play it, having your mind wrap around, okay, I put this down, but then this symbol says what has to come next. That takes a little bit of getting used to, Mm -hmm. but after about two games, you'll get the hang of it. Yeah, And then once you get the hang of it, you're pretty good.
1: Just be prepared um, to play it and get really hungry for hamburgers.
0: Yeah, we had to go out for something afterwards (laughs) because we were like, I I can't not have a barbecue sandwich now.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, we really like Burger Up. Um, like I, I said, it I was... I do see there's an expansion of. Oh, there is? Okay. There is
0: one. I'm going to buy it. Yeah. Because this game's fantastic. It is called Burgers of the World.
1: Ooh, and that sounds it, fun. it
0: has things in here such as... The, and, and okay also the burger toppers are cute because they, are they cute. have the top bun sometimes they like brioche buns sometimes like sesame things uh-huh. like if it's the burger source that have a little dinosaur in there or
1: the mad max has like a little like um, spiky wheel, spiky thing. wheel like you know, emerging from the burger
0: these ones because the burgers of the world have little, oh, flags little flags on them so it tells you what country it's from very cute so for example the um perfectus spiel you need sauerkraut needs to be of a oh so there's size. more ingredients more too. ingredients for a bit fancy, you have brie and bacon.
1: <laughs> and it has to be gourmet
0: size only. But yeah, it definitely has new ingredients That's, in it.
1: Yeah, we definitely need that. And that was
0: one thing that we definitely found a fault with, with the first one, is that just one of the cards. For the top one, it says a bit cheesy or extra cheesy. We have two types of cheese. And there are only two types there of cheese. There are only two types of yeah. cheese in that game.
1: Yeah, because I, I, like, at first... Was like okay, I have two cheese, and you're like, no, they have to be two different cheese. And I was like, I literally have only seen cheddar. What are you talking about? Like, no, there's Swiss in here, but then that's it. Yeah. So this
0: expansion seems to have at least new cheeses such as brie. Yeah. So that'll okay. be good. And also, where's my blue cheese hamburger? Darn yeah. it, I love those.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's a really fun game. Like I said, we we played that at Dice Tower Con, and it's just been one that ever since when we came back we keep remembering it and being like, mm-hmm. oh, I want to play that again. So we were excited to get it, and I think probably this expansion is going to be in our, our cart very soon. And it's
0: definitely a quick game. It's one yes. you can teach quickly, I mm-hmm. think. I, it's kind of hard to explain visually, you know, verbally, but, like, but when if you you see can, the cards, if you can yeah. do a quick example to somebody of and even, I would say, have one example off to the side for new players. Like, here's what a burger built correctly would look yeah. like. You the know? other
1: thing is... Um, Get over the idea of, okay, I want to build, like, this really pretty appetizing burger. That one was hard for me to get over that idea. (laughs) At one point, I had
0: mustard on top of ketchup on top of, like, uh, chicken patty on top of bacon on top of mustard. Yeah. Like, you know, (laughs) and I was like, what am I doing here?
1: Um, But we definitely suggest that you um, take a look at Burger Up and maybe add it to your shelf.
0: Definitely, yeah. That's our shelfie for this month. So now let's go wet our appetites for an escape room. Well, Lauren, this time for our escape room report, we have quite a unique room to talk about.
1: We we did, um, well, not only a virtual room, Mm -hmm. so something we were able to do from the comfort of our own homes, um, but also just kind of a a unique room in of itself. Um, This was a live escape room that you do in person. Mm -hmm. um, And it was supposed to be kind of very different. Um, And we're talking Miss Jezebel's at um 60 out right and this is normally hosted at their downtown figueroa street location Um, it actually replaced a room that was near and dear to our hearts the Krampus. krampus back when well so 60 out bought out the company that did krampus when we did it
0: That wasn't 60 Out when we did it? No, it was,
1: I believe, Countdown or something like that. Oh, that's right. Um, Yeah. Yeah, but 60 Out bought it out. And they did run Krampus for um, a couple years. um, But then they came up with this Miss Jezebel and they replaced it. Um, And we hadn't gone and done it um, because it was kind of billed as being more of a escape room slash live theater experience yeah and while i knew we would be down for that i wasn't always sure how much our friends would be down Mm -hmm. so it was on our list but not something that was like high on our list
0: right and also like we didn't know what they meant by the combination like live action experience or live theater experience Mm -hmm. we're like what does that entail per se
1: yeah um but I kept hearing about how great the online version was and I know that they have they have tweaked it I think slightly for the online. They must have. Um but I think this was really kind of the probably the best um of the kind of live avatar mm-hmm. online escape rooms for for a couple reasons. Um But so the premise is with this one, which is, I think, what makes it work so well.
0: Oh, definitely. Is
1: that you are um, working with this police officer. Mm -hmm. And you're kind of like headquarters who are, you know, kind of viewing things from his camera. And he's going in undercover.
0: I've always said, even in our uh, movie Date Night thing with like True Lies, I Uh always want to be the guy that's in the van. Yeah. I think that's the cool position to be Mm -hmm. in. And here you're essentially, yeah, you're at headquarters. Feeding the undercover agent what to do and what to say. Yeah,
1: yeah. So right there, I think that's a that's a great premise for an online escape room, Mm -hmm. right? Because it it sets up why you're there, why you're watching, and why you're working through an avatar. Right. Right. It gives it gives a story to why this is happening, which automatically makes it more immersive, right? Um, And so he has um, he's been going after what they believe to be like a serial killer who's been killing her husbands, like a black widow, right? right? And um, he needs your help. He's been communicating her through a dating app and now you are going to help him, um, infiltrate and find out the information that you need to find out. Mm-hmm. Um, and Miss Jezebel, who is the live actor in the room who you are interacting with, who, you know, is the same actor you would have been interacting with in the live version. I don't know if the premise is quite the same. Um, is quite the character.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Um... First of all, I I should say that one thing that was unique about this experience is in other ones that we've done where it's virtual, typically our avatar Mm -hmm. doesn't normally communicate directly to us or speak to us in a way that's like in character. It's just more like, oh, do you want me to look at that more?
1: Yeah. Or no, this doesn't open. Right. (laughs) But in
0: this case, even the avatar was a character Mm -hmm. where he's like, are you serious? I'm not going to do that. Or like, yeah,
1: he kept pushing back on us. Yeah, you know, funny.
0: so it's kind of like this guy's like, "I right, listen, I don't get paid enough for this kind of yeah. you know, like cop job." You what,
1: know? What's funny though is after after the game when we talked to them, you know, they they the person who's playing your avatar said, you know, he. You know, part of it is his character, of him being like, that's the stupidest idea I've ever yeah. heard. Why would you want me to do that? But, like, if you insist, he will do it, mm-hmm. basically. So, if you are like, no, I really think there's something under the couch, or I really think you should knock out Miss Jezebel, like, they will play along.
0: Yeah. But Miss Jezebel herself, I I absolutely love this character. Mm-hmm. She is flamboyant. She is raucous at times, you know? Yeah. And just... Such a sexual character. Yeah, you know? and
1: what's great, too, is, like, it's... I mean, they're following a script to a point, mm-hmm. but, like, it is also very much on the flight. They're reacting to what you decide and what route you take. Right. So that's the other thing that's so impressive is Miss Jezebel has to be completely, like on her toes the whole time, reacting in character to everything you are telling the Avatar to do and how the story's playing out.
0: Right. And I mean, like, you you can make these carte blanche decisions. Like, at the very beginning, before we start the room, our undercover agent says, like, oh, but I don't have a name or cover. I've only been, like, Big Daddy 69 online, yeah. but I can't say that's my name when I show up, so what's my cover name? And so we came up with Nicholas Nackerton. You run an antique store, a.k.a. mister Knickknack. <laughs> and, like, he's like, are you serious? That's, uh, okay. <laughs> like, and then Miss Jezebel, she goes, oh, do you have, like, a hobby shop or something? You know? Yeah. He goes, um, it's actually an antique store. And she goes, oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's cool that, like, you have that full, like, mm-hmm. blank slate that you can build with. And there's even a moment where... I forget how it worked exactly in frames of the narrative, but we had a choice of we had to get an item off Miss Jezebel's person, Mm -hmm. like directly, like as if she has a necklace that she's wearing and like, oh, that's the key on the necklace. So we had some options of like, do we just knock her out? Do we try to like say, oh, can I try that on myself? Do we say, like, you know, why don't you, like, um, you know, take that off so, like, you don't burn yourself. Like, you can suggest different things to her, like, different reasons for why she should remove that thing. Mm-hmm. And any of them are valid and work. Yeah. You know, so mm-hmm. it's almost like playing Dungeons and Dragons, where, like, you could come up with any reason. As long as it works, it works.
1: Yeah. Um, And I will warn people that this room is very adult. And usually when we say that in relation to escape rooms, we mean it's very scary, it's Mm -hmm. very gory. This room is adult in a sense of there's a lot of sexual innuendos, there, you know, it's that kind of
0: adult. Literally one of the first drawers Mm -hmm. that our character opened when we had a chance to search. Because how the game works is Jezebel would be like, Oh, I have a roast in the oven. It'll take about an hour, which, by the way, is a genius way to have a clock in the room. Yes. She keeps calling back like, oh, only about 20 minutes till the roast is done, dear. Mm-hmm. You know, like from the other room. But then she'll have reasons to leave. And then she's like, quote, in the kitchen working on dinner. Yeah. Right. And then every now and then when the script demands that she comes back into the room to introduce some new element or to just, you know, input her character into the things Yeah. More but um, one of the first drawers that we opened on our first chance to explore had a large um, bedroom toy. Yes. (laughs) We're a family podcast here, so that's the best I'm going to say. Mm. And when I asked our um, officer to turn it over in case there's a number of it on the other side, he's like, I'm not touching that. (laughs) I'm not wearing gloves. I'm not touching it.
1: Yeah. Um, But I mean, that's what, like, it's, It made it hilarious and shocking Mm -hmm. and like it was, it made it, it just really makes the room and yes, it's only something that can be played by adults and probably only adults who are okay with that. You know, maybe your super religious mother will not be okay with this room, Um, but it was a lot of fun. And I think it's also like it, it, it provided a lot of laughs and being that everyone playing it is playing it at home from their own separate locations. It kind of by through that laughter and through that kind of ridiculousness of mm-hmm. it made it a more shared experience.
0: Yeah. You know. And like it, this is one of those games that you can definitely play a second time and mm-hmm. just try a different option. You could, yeah. Like one of the options that we tried is I forget for what reason because I didn't fully participate is we had to distract her so that the officer can go to a different area and look for something. Mm-hmm. So we found her phone number. So I, myself, on my personal cell phone, called Miss Jezebel. She picked up in the middle of the room and took my phone call. And I kept her distracted on the phone for like 10 minutes. Yeah, you guys... had like a full
1: conversation with her. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's it just gets more and more ridiculous. Um and it's really fun too because it's it is still an escape room where you're going through the room finding things and you're trying to um you're not trying to necessarily get out which we always we always laugh because a lot of people think that's what an escape room right. is and really often very Infrequently is it about getting out of the room? Mm-hmm. This one's about you need to get certain pieces of information in order to build your case. Correct. Um and then at the very end, you kind of are able to present that and try to get Miss Jezebel to confess.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: and you also have options of how you get her yeah, to confess. And, and even
0: then at the end, like I know for a fact because I have a timer always on my phone or mm-hmm. my watch whenever we start these things and i'm like okay we have 2 minutes left we have to make a call like mm-hmm. someone call this play and then i think we all quickly said this group just, just straight up confront her just just tell We don't her. have time to We play don't around. have time to like you know mess around with this yeah. like don't don't tease it just say hey you did this
1: yeah and what, what's funny is once again after the room was over and we were asking them about like different avenues people take like they told us some things that other groups have done that were just genius and i was that like i, I never wish thought we had of, done yeah. that like that sounds hilarious um so that's why I, when you say like It can be done multiple times. You could do it multiple times and play out other scenarios.
0: Or even if like, you know, someone else in your group wants to do the same thing, it's then an interesting insight to your friends of him. Like, you thought of that too, huh? Like (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And one thing I thought was especially interesting is afterwards we got to ask the actor. And the game master certain questions, like, how would something like knocking out Miss Jezebel work? And mm-hmm. they explained to us, you know, like, oh, she gets up and goes, oh, my darling, uh, those pills I must have taken before must have given me quite a dizzy spell, <laughs> you know, sorry, that happens sometimes. And like, so she like laughs it off. You know? Yeah. Um. I also did appreciate that they had a reference to Krampus.
1: Yeah. And what's funny is we, we, like, I made a joke while we were playing it, like, oh, this looks like a campus used to live here yeah. or something like that and they like knew what we meant so they were playing along with that and like, i think i
0: said like clearly this apartment is haunted and cursed because yeah. <laughs> everyone who lives here is some kind of a psychopath <laughs> <laughs> um because of that though we did kind of have one minor spoiler just when we first entered the room where we knew that something opened, opened up yeah I mean, and that we knew a space would be behind there but what they did with that space was so radically different.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was
0: like, wow. Okay, so it's not even a spoiler then. Just, yeah. You know. But sometimes we have that where we go into a room like, okay, that bookshelf's going to move. Like, yeah. I can see the scrape marks on the ground. <laughs> yeah. And I can see a little bit can, of light poking. I can feel
1: air. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, like, it wasn't that much of like, oh, this is not a fun experience. But like, like I said, what they did with that space, mm-hmm. so drastically different. And even better than Miss Jezebel were some of the ancillary characters mm-hmm. that you meet. I don't even think we can talk about one of them. No, the- yeah,
1: I mean, it, first of all, it would sound so ridiculous out of context, but also like as it is anything that we really like r- overly recommend and love, mm-hmm. we don't want to give too many spoilers yeah. away. We tend to give more spoilers away if we don't appreciate the room and don't recommend it. Yeah. But in this case, like I Once again, if if you're an adult and you're not afraid by something, you know, a little bit more on the racy side, like this is a room you should do. Like if you have some quarantine blues and you need to get all your friends to have a fun joint experience, you cannot go wrong with Miss Jezebel.
0: And I do have to say one thing, um, because we are going to talk about it in a future episode. There is a sequel to this game. Yes, which we 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 will talk about. Um, one of the side characters comes back. Mm -hmm. And I won't spoil who it is yet or what the character is, but it is definitely... Once you've played Jezebel, the second one will then... Like you can technically play them out of order, you could, but, but don't. the second one would not make sense to you at all unless <laughs> yeah. you play Jezebel. They
1: also play very differently. They've done something completely different with yeah. that one. It's a, a different kind of experience. So definitely do Miss Jezebel first if you love Miss Jezebel. Do the second one. Um, I will say Miss Jezebel books up really fast, mm-hmm. so you do have to either kind of book in advance or sometimes the later sessions are still available. But like we're, I'm looking at the calendar right now for today, and like. Or for the next week or whatever. And there's only some select times available. There's only like four select
0: times available in two days. Yeah. Yeah,
1: Like today, there's only one time slot available, it looks like. So So this thing
0: books up fast in advance. So if you plan to do this room, try to figure out with your friends and family at least a week ahead of time, Mm -hmm. when are we doing this? You might even need a week and a half. Because honestly, yeah, I'm looking like five, six days in the future, and Mm -hmm. it's already booked solid.
1: Yeah. Um, And... It is um, completely done over Zoom. You kind, you need, you know, headphones are best, microphone, yeah. good internet connection, you know, whatnot. Um, but yeah, I, I can't recommend this room enough it's um a lot of fun it they let you have up to um two to eight connections
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh we played this with four which was a good number you know
0: that's usually our set number yeah,
1: yeah that's usually our set number plus then
0: everybody can contribute equally and no one feels like i only did the one thing while I uh-huh. did anything, you
1: know? yeah and also um i'm noticing too like they have different pricing structures so it, there's um, a set price for um, the two to four. It's like just a, a baseline price. Mm-hmm. And then for each additional, it's just an extra $15. Which is not bad. Which is not bad. The other thing about this one um, is at the very end, they smartly um, put something up where you can tip the actor who does a fantastic job. And, and fully I ha- deserves every punishment. Yeah, I highly recommend um, tipping the actor. I think all of us did because we were just so enthralled with how awesome it was.
0: Yeah, I mean, this. To remind everybody, I had that free year of escape rooms with 60 out. So mm-hmm. this actually I got for free.
1: Yeah, they let us extend it to their... So online. that was
0: ve- I was very gracious to them for that. But I tipped them personally my full ticket price mm-hmm. because he deserves it. Yeah. Like, I was so wowed by the performance, by the by the improv that was necessary to just go with the flow of what we're putting down. Mm -hmm. And without missing the beat, without breaking character once, it was fantastic. Could not... And without spoiling too much, Jezebel plays double duty on a few different characters. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And even those... We're so drastically different. Unless you're good at recognizing people's voices, you wouldn't even know.
1: <laughs> well, and just the fact that, like, because you call had to call her mm-hmm. and have like this full on conversation. Well, she has no idea what you're gonna say, so she has to like just completely improv with you. And I don't, I don't think she expected it, but she didn't miss a beat. The fact that you improv along yeah. and like went along with the thing, which I don't think you know. Some people may do to an extent, but I don't think they expect someone to like due to the level that you did, yeah. but like she just rolled with it.
0: I went down some very dark rabbit holes of adult <laughs> content with her. And when she came back, she goes, oh my goodness, we're doing an alien encounter experience. And,
1: <laughs> and it's all things
0: that I talked about with her. You yeah. know? So I, I And like I said, she didn't blush or bash an eye at anything that I said. She was mm-hmm. down for all of it, you know?
1: So definitely recommend um, you do the uh, Miss Jezebel online game. Um, You know, I don't know, obviously LA in particular is still very locked down, so I don't know when in-person escape rooms in LA are going to come back. As Mm -hmm. of now, none. I don't think any of the LA rooms are running, Um, but... I, I'm sure Miss Jezebel will go back to being in-person and they'll take away the online version once that happens. Right. So this may be, you know, especially if you live out of state or something and you're not going to be able to ever do Miss Jezebel, here's your way to do also, it. Also,
0: the thing that kind of worries me is at the top of the title, it says limited engagement. Yeah. Do not sleep on this. Mm-hmm. This is great. Also, the the head actor who is Miss Jezebel, like, he's fantastic at what he does. And I feel like this is our sitting, like the original Broadway cast for, like, a show. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, how many people can say, like, yeah, I saw Indina Menzel and Christian Chenoweth in Wicked, you know? <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, you and I, we went to go see Wicked, and the performance was good. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't Indina Menzel and Christian Chenoweth good, you Yeah. Know? So, like, if they ever do keep doing this, and this actor is forced to retire from this character, like, I'm sure whoever they get to replace him would be good. But... I don't see them topping this performance.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And like I said, I who knows? You know, the the other reason it could say limited engagement is they may, you know, if online escape rooms are going to continue, they may eventually do something different with Miss Jezebel mm-hmm. and do a different storyline. So, you know, if you want to get in on this one now, um, you need to do it, you know, right away.
0: But yeah, so that was Miss Jezebel with sixty out games for the online version.
1: Well, that was a very fun escape room.
0: I wish I could have said more, but we're a family podcast. And
1: <laughs> yeah. well, It's
0: kind of hard. That was a very tight route line that we just walked Yeah.
1: And like we said, it, the more we like escape rooms, the less we want to spoil them. So yeah. um, we also want to be mindful there. Um, but let's talk about some other things that we love. Let's talk about our Friday favorites. Yes.
0: Well, my Friday favorites, um, even though we've already played it all the way through, it's still the Harry Potter battle for Hogwarts.
1: (laughs) You've been also hitting it hard on Tabletop Simulator. Yeah,
0: because I have Tabletop Simulator, as I talked about in our last episode, I believe it was. And um, it's so fun. And... I'm getting into the expansions. Mm-hmm. So many good mechanics get added to the expansions. Like, you get to have a Patronus. Uh-huh. You can mess around with charms and potions classes. And then just some of the scenarios and the really tough villains. that They they keep upping the difficulty, but then they give you one new tool to, like, balance it out. You know, so it's really, really useful. The thing I really might have to do a house rule for, though, is um, when I do get the expansion, they have one card called Tergio, which lets you banish cards. And that's one thing that all deck builders need is yeah. a card to weed out your weaker ones once you get further away. Once you along. get stronger, yeah. Because like having those Aloha Morris that only give you a galleon when you're at like game seven, oof. Yeah, you know? it really
1: hurts. Um I had a couple last time we played where it was the two coins or draw a card mm-hmm. and I kept making the mistake of drawing a card and then getting an homara and being like, ah, oh, no, I could have had those like I coins. weakened myself, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right,
0: so, like, I might have to do a house rule once I buy the physical copy of the, I think it's the Monster, Monster Book, of, Book Monsters of Monsters that has Sergio, of just, like, that's going to be starting in game one. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, you can start from there.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely a fun game. Um You know, it's, it's we like it enough that not only do we often play it with our friends who they have, have the full mm-hmm. the full set or whatever, but we ended up buying um, a used copy at Dice Tower. Um, For like 20 bucks. For like 20 bucks. Yeah. So a really good deal just because we liked it so much. And also you can play it two player. Mm -hmm. Um, So we knew like, okay, this is one that we will take out independent of them even.
0: Can I, can I interrupt one more Mm -hmm. thing? Uh, One more house rule that I came up with, with the Harry Potter Hogwarts battle is to disapparate cards because sometimes your little marketplace has a whole bunch of stuff that either you can't afford because you're just barely starting out and everything's like a five or more. Or like something that's been sitting there forever that honestly nobody wants. Like, okay, I think we're a bit beyond uh, just Quidditch gear right now. So I have the house rule that for two galleons, you can disapparate a card back into the Hogwarts deck Mm -hmm. and then pull a new card.
1: Yeah, and it's helpful for not only if you have... Well, it's helpful in a couple scenarios. Not only because you can get rid of something that nobody wants, Mm -hmm. but um, if you don't really have enough to spend, but you only have... Like, say something happened and you had to discard a bunch of stuff so mm-hmm. you're like well now i only have two galleons and i can't buy anything for that you can help out for the right. remaining game by getting rid of some cards or um how often have you gotten so much money that you're like well i have more than what i actually need to buy and you something. can't keep it from round around and you can't keep it so you might as well use it to like progress the game because i mean that's a good thing about a game that is um where you're all playing together cooperatively mm-hmm. as you're trying to set up the next player, right? Or right. that your fellow players, for instance, um, kind of s- separate but topic, but similar. Um, we had an instance it, in our final game where you can't heal on your turn. So oh, yeah. I said, okay, well, everyone needs to kind of think about how you can heal others mm-hmm. then. Um, because even though you can't heal, when you, it's your turn, you can't heal. You can at least help everybody else and set them up, and they can do the same for you once it's right. their turn. Just
0: a circle of back scratching. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But um, definitely, it created a new uh, phenomenon for me. My little. T- disapparate house rule and I call it dickin' for Dumbledore. (laughs)
1: Yeah. (laughs) Or like
0: every turn, if I have two galleons to rub together, I'm dickin' for Dumbledore. (laughs) Because like I said, he never shows up until the end, but if I can get him out earlier than he normally would have Mm -hmm. been, maybe then I can work out some magic to like let's have someone buy him. Yeah. So, how about you Lauren, what's your Friday favorite?
1: Um, I think my Friday favorite is, um, it's another kind of new game that we, we just got on our shelf, but it's not one that's new to us. Um, our friends gifted me a copy of Wingspan for my birthday. Yes. Um, the only thing is I realized is we're used to playing Wingspan with upgraded components because our oh, friend right. yeah. owns a components shop and he 3d prints really great components for wingspan. So we're going to have to hit up unknown fear creations and get some little birdhouses and stuff to add to our, uh, pretty our game yeah. because I think it makes a big difference. It does. Yes. Um,
0: does he make the uh, birdhouse thing as well? Or is it like the, the the dice roller thing? Or is it just...
1: It comes with the dice. Okay, I was sure yeah. that came
0: with that RPG. No, it, yeah.
1: yeah, I mean... They...
0: Yeah, no, that's right, because the game itself comes with these little cubes to mark, like, mm-hmm. oh, you have this many turns. But he makes these adorable little, like, kind of like arts and crafts movement era birdhouses.
1: Yeah, and, and each one, I mean, not only are they different colors, but each one's a slightly different shaped birdhouse. Mm-hmm. So that kind of adds it. To adds it. a lot of personality. Yeah, it adds a lot of personality. Um, and then there's, you know, even custom food tokens and things like that that can be made. He even makes a little custom um container for your components that looks That's like what a I was little thinking, crate hey, yeah 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 so th- i definitely at, at a minimum we need those birdhouses for sure so we'll be hitting him up for some of those
0: and... i'm hitting them up right now
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but that does it for this episode thanks for listening music for this episode is mega rest by twin music com you can find us anywhere podcasts are available however rates and reviews on itunes are appreciated as it helps new listeners find our podcast. We can be found at Game Friday on Instagram, Twitter, and
0: Facebook. Come talk games with us. Play more games and goodbye.